Welcome back to this week's episode of On the Level Leadership. And I am here this week talking about the element of difficult decision making. This is something that every single one of us, if you have to lead a team or manage a group of people, you are at some point going to have to make a decision that is going to be difficult. It's going to have a variety of variables associated with it that makes it a difficult decision. And I just want to share a few tidbits today. In fact, there'll be five of them that will help you navigate the area of difficult decision-making. So let's jump right in here. So the first thing is to take the time to do the research and consider all your options. That's a mouthful, but the reality is if you want to make informed decisions, then you're going to have to get informed. You're going to have to get the facts and information that you need to be able to make a solid decision, regardless of which way you have to go down the decision tree. As a leader, one of the things I try to do is try to find the path of least resistance as much as possible. And that's not always an easy thing, but when you look at the two, let's say you have two options that you have to decide among, there may be situations where you have multiple decisions to make or multiple options in front of you. And you have to make a decision on one option with multiple options. And the reality is what it comes down to is you have to look at what decision has the least negative outcomes? That might seem like the most obvious thing to say, but the reality is, is that's not easy because sometimes it is literally uh, the difference of one thing (laughs) between the two decisions that there are plenty of negative outcomes, no matter how you decide, no matter what direction you go in, there are ethical or financial or communication or public comms risks that come into play. And so you're going to have to make a decision. It really comes down to risk reward or cost benefit. Is this going to cost the company or the organization something publicly? Is it going to cause you and your team or your group or your organization to lose face in some way? Is there a risk to the financial bottom line if that decision is made incorrectly? Is there an HR risk? Are you going to get into labor relations issues? Are there contractual problems or legal issues if you make a decision in the wrong way? So really it's important to get all the information you need to be able to make a sound decision. The second piece is getting feedback from others. And this is where leaders tend to fail, in my opinion, is that we often think that we have to make decisions in uh, in isolation, like in some way that we're some sort of like solo boss and we have no community around us and that we somehow have to know everything. And then therefore all the decisions rest on our shoulders. But the reality is, is the more you include other people in the decision-making framework, the more likely one, you're going to get buy-in when you make the decision, you're going to get less resistance from people when you make the decision, but also it's going to make you more comfortable because you'll have all the information you need from all angles, uh, from all perspectives. So you may not have the time necessarily to do a full deep dive on all the information you need to make a decision. Sometimes it's something very urgent and you have to make a decision kind of on the fly with the best information you have. That's fine too. But the reality is if you've got the time, take it to have a conversation with those that may be potentially affected or impacted by your decision. Or maybe there are people who are experts in an area that can help inform your decision making or maybe influence the outcome of your decision making. Really, at the end of the day, if you don't know something, then find someone who does know more than you and don't look at it as a weakness. Look at it as a strength because you're embodying or getting the information from other people to make your decision more powerful and have more teeth or more rigor behind it. This is the last thing you want to do is go to senior management when they question why you made a decision. You go, I just used my gut feeling. And they ask you, well, why didn't you talk to Bill over here who had that expertise? And you're like, I didn't think of talking to Bill because I thought you wanted me to make the decision all by myself. 
That is not what senior management wants to hear. They're going to want to hear that you engaged as many clients, stakeholders, partners, impacted individuals as possible before you made that decision. The third thing is think outside the box. And I find that talking to other people sometimes helps me with that because we can get our blinders on as leaders. We have our own sort of mental models around how things should go or not go. And it's really difficult sometimes when you're in the midst of making a decision to see what outside the box looks like. So again, sort of tying into that second thing, if you talk to people, then you're probably going to have um, some different perspectives come to the table. Where you think, oh, I hadn't really thought about that. That's outside the box. If you can. So if you're not a linear thinker, but you're someone who can think broadly, more strategically, then maybe you can think, okay, what am I missing? What's unconventional? What is creative that we can use as a solution here that may not be obvious at first that we can leverage or utilize to maybe decrease the impact or to make the decision easier for me or to make it not quite as bad or as negative if it's a negative decision that you have to make. The fourth one is consider the long-term implications. Sometimes as leaders, what we tend to do is look at things in a very short-term manner. We see this in governments all the time, right? Governments have four-year mandates typically. And what will happen is their decision-making is really about the next election. So it's looking at the next four years. And that might seem long-term, but in the grand scheme of things, when you're thinking of big P policy decisions, for example, at the government level, four years is not a long time. So what you want to do is look at the long-term impacts because it doesn't only affect your career potentially, but it may impact people in the longer term in a way that is vastly more negative than you anticipated. So try to think outside of the next 6, 8, 12, 18, 24 months even, if I make this decision, what's the long-term impact to the organization and to the people who work within it? The fifth is take your time. So a lot of times people feel the need to make decisions almost reactively, but decision-making requires some thought and it requires some consideration and it requires investigation. And if you feel like if your bosses are pushing you hard for a decision that's very quick and at the turnover, if there's room to ask for extensions so that you can mull things over and you can go back to senior managers like, you know, I'd love to make this decision today. I just don't have all the information around this. I would really like to investigate XYZ prior to making this decision so that I ensure that I'm doing everything possible to protect the organization or to ensure the best possible outcome of this decision. If you explain why and you use the right tone and you're not you know, bitchy or bossy about it, then I think you'll be able to get some buy-in to give you a little more time. It might only be a day, but it'll be the time you need to do a little bit more thinking, do a little more digging, and to really mull things over and sort of sit with the decision before you have to make it. Finally, I'm going to say as a bonus tip here is when you're making hard decisions as a leader, remember that they are hard for a reason. They're hard because there are ethical issues or financial issues or human people issues associated with these really hard decisions. A perfect example of this is when there's downsizing. When there's downsizing in an organization, especially if you're the leader who has to tell people they've been laid off or fired or what have you, that can be a really rough decision to decide who gets the pink slip and who gets to stay. Once you have all the information, you have all the triggers and you have all of the targets and all the reasons why you're making decisions the way you are, then understand that even when you do make those decisions, even if it is clear what the decision is, even if you feel you got all the information you need to make a good decision, the reality is, is once a decision is made, many of us leaders have really rough reactions internally to those decisions. And we can go home exhausted, fatigued, 
um, headaches, um, feeling really stressed out, not sleeping at night. You know, it keeps us up. We might have, you know, food issues where we don't want to eat or we eat too much or maybe we're nauseated. Like there's lots of physical reactions that can happen with bad decisions. So this bonus tip is about taking care of you. Be compassionate. Understand that hard decisions are hard for a reason and that you're not the only one to go through this and that you need to be compassionate with yourself so that you can give yourself the grace you need and understanding you made the best decision you could with the information you had. And I'm going to say this. Be compassionate with your team members. If you went through a reduction exercise and you have, you know, folks in your team that are stressed out because they just saw colleagues being fired, remember that they might have survivor's guilt, right? They got selected to stay. Their colleagues who they're best friends with didn't get the, the ability to stay and got the pink slip and they have a family of three and they got health issues or what have you. The reality is, is that you need to be especially compassionate with the people around you after you've made these tough, tough decisions. So if you're going through a time where there's a lot of really hard decisions to be made, do things that fill you up, that give you joy, right? Not to distract you, but to fill you back up because these kinds of circumstances tends to drain us. And it's a really important thing to do is to ask yourself, what brings me joy? Like literally sit down for five minutes and think about and write down on a piece of paper, what are five things that I know brings me joy and fills me up and write them down and then try to find one of those things that you're going to actively do within the next day, two days, week, whatever. And the last thing I'm going to say, and it's something I learned while in emergency management for the last 20 some odd years is when you make a decision, it's done. It's made. There's nothing you can do about it. And once you've made the decision, there may be new information that comes out that will make your decision look like the wrong decision. But here's the thing. You made the decision based on the information you had at that time. Keep that in mind and always remember the reason why you made the decision. So if anyone questions you as to why you made the decision, you have the rationale, the data, the source information, the source materials to support the reason why you made that decision in that moment in time and how you might make a different decision today based on the new information that you've now received. Maybe that wasn't the best decision, but it was at the time. And now that you know better, you will do better. Well, I hope that this helped you a little bit as you are working towards making hard decisions as leaders. And if you like this kind of content, I am here roughly every week or so. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a like if you thought this information was helpful. And any comments in the comments below around times where you had to have hard decisions and the things that helped you kind of manage that would be super helpful for other people to read. And if you're listening via podcast, make sure you follow this podcast because I am here every week helping you be the best leader you can be so you can grow in your career. Take care, folks. Until next time.